Welcome back to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. My name is Rohan. Thank you guys for joining us. Drop five stars before we get into the episode. I say it every time. And y'all, you know, so, so, some of y'all do it, and I appreciate that. But those of you who don't, go fuck yourself. Do it now. I've actually not done um, it. Oh, have you not, Garrett? No, I haven't. No, I need to do that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. I love you guys. Um, But yeah, drop five stars helps us out a ton. Joining me today, Gareth and Melina. How are we? Very good. Lovely. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I realize that whenever you ask, no one ever asks. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No one. No one cares. No one cares about the host. No one cares about wrong wrong hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. All you need to know for today's episode is that Ollie Watkins is a terrible player. But aside (laughs) from that, we have an exciting relegation episode for you guys today because. From 12 to 20, just about any of those teams could get relegated under, you know, a varying amount of circumstances. And I would argue at the end of the season, it might be just as entertaining as the title race games if City are like still in that. So let's get in it today. Molina, what three of those 18, nine teams are, do you see getting relegated? Dude, that's such like a, it's it's such a hard question. It feels like a trick question almost because from 12th to 20th, it's four points now, which is just like so disgusting <laughs> and rancid. Like what? Because Crystal Palace is 12th, right? Yeah. Mm. And you think like in your head, like, oh, 12th, fine. That's like you're coasting. You're co- four points from the bottom, three points from 18th. That's insanity. Um, but to answer your question, originally I had Bournemouth, Southampton, and Nottingham Forest to go down and that could happen it could not happen but it could happen i literally don't know because leeds um sorry but leeds were 19th i think going into the weekend they won their game and now they're 16th they're safe they're safe (laughs) (laughs) and i think what you were saying earlier i think the relegation um battle is going to be way more interesting than the title way way more because this is this is a Nine team rate. Am I doing this fucking math? One, two. No, three. it's nine teams. It is nine, right? Okay. It is nine teams. That's what I'm saying. I was looking at it. I was like, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's nine teams compared to two. And you know, those games against each other, like Everton Forest, Everton Leicester, like those type of matchups, those are going to be great games. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that they you still said, have to play each other. That's yeah, they they still the like, majority of them still have to play. Each they other. still have to play each other. It's nuts. <laughs> um, so you said you said which ones again? Southampton, Bournemouth, and Nottingham Forest. That's what I said at the beginning of the season, and I'm just going to stick with that. I like that consistency. Um, yeah. Also, like, if you change it now, like... Yeah. I mean, you could very well be right. You could get all three Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, just you, if, if you changed it for something else, like, the logic for changing it probably wouldn't stand up because it's like you could apply the same logic for the other teams. That's why it's, it's such a hard question, as Melina said. Gareth, over to you. Which three you got? Well, obviously, I've got Bournemouth going down because I hate Bournemouth. <laughs> um, I just want them out of the Premier League forever. Um, I never want to see them in the Premier League again. I just What's hate them. Oh, fair, they want they, it's really petty. One time Arsenal were playing Bournemouth, and every fan base sings this against Arsenal. Same old Arsenal always cheating. But it came in a game where they were just cheating constantly. And I was like, I'm not having that from you. You're a silly little club down on the coast. You've got no fans. Get out. All right. Let's have Portsmouth back or something. Fair, you know, fair proper enough. South Coast. Club. Anyway, so we don't like them. 
Uh, speaking of South Coast clubs, Southampton, they can go as well. The reason I want Southampton to go, I've kind of done what I want to get relegated, I, I know by why. the way. Do you? You free James Ward-Prowse. Oh, no. Well, maybe. Um, oh. Obviously, they would sell a couple of players. James Ward-Prowse probably leaves. Uh, Lavia probably leaves. Players like that. But they've got a really nice young squad. And I think if they drop down to the championship, uh, retain most of those young players, and I think they could convince them by just saying, look, you're young. We, we can go again and get promoted. They will easily get promoted. The squad is really, really good. They're just so inexperienced. So I want them to go down, have that season, play some beautiful football, come back up and kind of like Fulham did where they bounced back up and they were stronger for it. I think mm-hmm. they can do that and they won't need to reinvest too much when they do come back up. So I want them to go down for that reason. I think they'll make the championship slightly more fun. And then the other one is, I couldn't really pick one that I wanted to go down because those two I want to go down for hatred reasons and just because I want the young players to like get that year and really thrive with it. The other one was just, I don't know, I was looking at it and I thought, I just have this gut feeling that Wolves are going to go down. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Wolves. But I mean, w- with Wolves, it's so tricky because they do have some unbelievable players, players who could genuinely be playing for like a top four team. Um, but it's just not clicking. And I feel like it could be one of those seasons where a team that's too good to go down actually ends up going down. And I feel like it could be them. Okay. So yeah. just let me make sure you got your three, right? You said Bournemouth, Southampton, Wolves, right? Yeah. Okay. I see Wolves going down and I want Wolves to go down because Ruben Neves leaves, Jose Sal leaves, Pedro <laughs> Neto leaves, like they're freed. Um <laughs> So so that's my reason in wanting them to go down. I would have said Everton before Sean Dyche went there, but I want Everton to stay up because I want Sean, that on Sean Dyche's resume. Yeah. So, Also, uh, an away game at Everton, it's just kind of good, isn't it? It's better yeah, than you. it's good. Like, ah, the, the fans love it. I don't know why, yeah. but they love it. They're like um, the best part of their whole team. Huh? The fans. The fans yeah. that go to them, they're the best part of that whole club. They really are. They really are. Um, well, Sean Dyche is there now, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got Wolves, not Everton. I think Leicester have too much quality to go down. I think, yeah. you know, James Madison, Harvey Barnes could keep them up. Um, mm. But I do think they got to let go of Brendan Rodgers. So I'm going yeah. with Wolves, Bournemouth, and Southampton. Those are my three. I low-key want West Ham to go down because Declan Rice, at a third of the price, is going to hit like crack. Oh, <laughs> my God. Watch him not yeah. go to Chelsea. It's coming, to, it's coming to Arsenal. Hey. I would love it. No, 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 no. You, hey, you guys were singing for four, three weeks that Mudrick was coming, but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take Mount as well. We'll get his boyfriend, and that will. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Delet, had it right. Mason Mount for twenty million. Delet's we'll one it. for twenty, bro. He. Uh, yeah, but that's his one. That's his one. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Reese Nelson was his one. Reece Reece Nelson was his one. one. <laughs> two days, two days from three years ago, two days this year, he was correct. Um, he's gonna be two for twenty when when he's gonna Mount be two comes for to Arsenal. What a ratio! What <laughs> a I hope ratio. not. I hope not. Um, okay, so let's talk about why this is so intense because nine teams, like what? I think four points. Yeah, four points. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't think, to my memory, this is like the best relegation battles since ever, ever. yeah <laughs> i i think part of it is um it shows how strong the prem is right because 
even in in your like 12 to 20th that's an intense battle whereas I think a lot of other leagues maybe not as much um the Prem's quality I think is very very deep and even when you watch some of those teams like Southampton in recent weeks have shown like life playing wise and results wise too like beating Chelsea that's massive drawing at Old Trafford that's a massive point drawing Tottenham that's a massive point like for teams like like um Southampton who are in that scrappy battle down there those are like extra points those are bonus points because nobody expects you to go to Old Trafford and draw like yeah sure they were 10 men down um United were 10 men or not 10 men down (laughs) down to 10 (laughs) men (laughs) just to hire that do it all isn't it um but nobody expects you to go to Chelsea and get three points nobody expects you to draw out of Spurs like those are bonus points you're overperforming so now I think where we'll get so interesting is this last stretch because all of the relegation teams still have to play each other and that's where like those that experience of like the big games versus big six might come in and, and help teams like Southampton true Gareth your thoughts yeah um I, it's it's such an interesting one because I think because when it's a relegation battle you usually think oh they're all crap and you know that that's why they're struggling for relegation I actually think there's no weak team here I think every one of these teams in every other league in the world is at least mid-table or like in and around like the the lower mid-table maybe like 12 but they're not I don't think these teams are fighting relegation like Bournemouth in January just went and took one of the best players from outside the big six in Serie A in Hammer Traore um, and they just went and took him and like that went from like a mid-table club to like a um, and like Sassuolo is one of their best players just to Bournemouth who were like at bottom of the league at the time obviously the Prem has all the money and all that that's why it is um, but the quality is just so so crazy um there's this really good account on twitter that um looks at the it's called the other 14 and it it kind of tackles like the 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 non big 6 basically and charts their form that. yeah over the season so it's really really interesting um they do all sorts of stats it's definitely worth checking out if you want to like do a deep dive into this um into uh the relegation battle um and yeah, it's it's kind of hard. I think ultimately it's who goes down is going to come down to the games between those teams because as Molina said, like Southampton are going to like Old Trafford picking up a point. Like these teams are getting their scalps over the big teams, but then I think it's going to be the games between each other, this run-in, which is going to decide it. Obviously the run-in is going to decide it. That's such an obvious thing to say. But yeah, I think the main reasons it's so competitive and so, well, sorry, so intense is because the competitiveness is so high. There's so many good players in amongst these teams, but also I think the lack of trust shown in managers um, and the lack of long-term planning has cut over many years has kind of allowed um, some of these clubs to not be able to progress. And then too much trust in certain managers, for example, with a team like Leicester perhaps mm-hmm. has held them back as well. So it's different situations for different clubs, but I just think a lot of clubs have not managed themselves well enough to put themselves in a good enough position to be in a situation like Aston Villa, where they went out, they got the right manager, um, someone like an Unai Emery, yeah. other other Premier League club. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like you see, Palace recently sacking Vieira, which I don't think is the wrong decision. We'll get but to then, that. In yeah, going and getting Roy Hodgson is a bit like we'll see how it goes, but it, it wouldn't fill me with confidence. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. All these teams are kind of even. Um, I also should mention, I just don't want to see leads go down whatsoever. But mm-hmm. no, I, and it's crazy yeah. because... You, about Leeds, sorry to interrupt, Rohan, but they they got Weston McKinney from Juve. Yeah, he that's what I'm saying. Juve, yeah. the fighting relegation with Leeds, like that's how strong the Prem pool is. And to me, Weston McKinney has always been a Prem player. I'm surprised it took him like this long to get here, but mm. yeah. West Ham have a player who starts for the England national team, a player who starts for the Brazilian national team. Like it's 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 crazy. They have so much quality in them, but mm. yeah, I think we're seeing them a still. Thing at West Ham more huh? so. I think it's a managerial thing more at West Ham. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a perfect transition. A lot of this is managerial problems, I would say, with West Ham, and then also with um, Leicester. With sorry, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Um, so does firing these managers? We've seen Vieira get fired, Jesse Marsh get fired as they're building identities, as they're building, you know, play styles within the club. And the cra- and the the supporters are behind them. Do you think they're trying to get that new manager bounce in? And why aren't some managers being fired? For example, Brendan Rodgers and David Moyes. So, for Crystal Palace, I think firing Vieira is such a stupid move. Personally, um, when you I was looking at their results uh, since the new year started, and they've played like. Newcastle, United, Chelsea, Fulham, Brentford, like all teams who are in very, very good moments, minus minus Chelsea and Liverpool. <laughs> they play Liverpool too and whatever. But it's uh, still better teams, aren't they? They're still stronger teams. Yeah, it's still like stronger teams on paper. And so like you can't really go into those matches expecting much with the squad that you have because I'm sorry, but whoever Mateta up there is not going to, is not going to do it for you. Never going to do it. Zero days out of seven, never going to do it for you. Um, And they got a point at Brighton. Like I point at Brighton. That's something to care about. Mm. And then I looked at their run in next and they're playing literally almost every team they're playing till the end of the season is in and around them. And I think Patrick Vieira is a good enough manager to be able to like maneuver his way through that. You know what I mean? No, versus I, like a a Brendan Rodgers. I don't, I don't know how I had him leaving getting sacked first in the season. I don't understand how he still has a job. You know, they get one I think Lester had that one little run of games, like those four or five games where they played really well and that solidified him. And, that, mm-hmm. and I think at this point of the season, maybe after like next game, when there's like eight when you're in the single digit amount of games, it's hard mm-hmm. to bring in a manager. It's really you it's a risk to bring in um to rely on new manager bounce. Exactly. And I also just want to say Melina stole the words from a video coming out tomorrow for me and i don't know how she did it but she said like basically word for word um what i was gonna say yeah. that you know they had a crazy run of games and zaha was injured for 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 a couple of them and they still sat in 12 but gareth your thoughts yeah um it's a tough one with palace in particular for me because i don't rate patrick Vieira, which is weird to say as an arsenal fan i, I love the guy obviously but um he didn't do a good job at Nice. I don't think he's done well at Palace. I think the squad they've got is better than what they've shown under him. Um, and, and like I think there's a lot of... Re- like, Elise is a fantastic player, for example. Um, Why aren't you talking Ander- that up to competition, though? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is the thing. This is what I was going to get onto. Um, because Melina made a great point. Like, I don't think necessarily... 
I don't think sacking Vieira was the wrong thing, but it depends on who you bring in because I don't think he's the right guy long-term for them. But I don't think it was really justified based on the form because of who they've played. Um, and actually, w- when you look at it, like they've they've not been embarrassed in most of those games. It's not like it's been, you know, absolutely atrocious. Um, it's not like they've been getting exactly. slapped 4-0 every week and like the team is just absolutely defeated. And then to go and bring in Roy Hodgson is just, I don't think that's the right move. So that's where I think they've gone wrong. Um, I was looking at the other 14 uh, the Twitter account I just looked at and Palace this season um, are in the, they're not like right at the top. Uh, obviously you've got like Newcastle, Brentford, Brighton, Fulham, Aston Villa. But after those guys, the the teams that are in this um, relegation battle against the, the other 14, AKA not the big six Palace have the best record this season. So the statistics say that in the in the games where uh, Vieira needs to get the results, he's getting the results more than the other clubs. So for that reason, you could probably argue it wasn't the right sacking. I think long term, they needed to sack him. But then if you're going to sack him and then bring in Roy Hodgson to the end of the season, it makes no sense. So it makes no that's... sense. They went from no. struggling to score goals to something even more defensive. And... Yeah, exactly. Um, I think on... Yeah, exactly. I think on Vieira, there were like so many things that would frustrate me because I quite like, well, I wanted him to do well. I wanted him to succeed because I like him. But I like Crystal Palace as well. They're a good club. But like he wouldn't play Elise enough. He doesn't really give chances to Odson Edward and he doesn't give him a run in the team. Constantly persists with Mateta, who's not good enough. And then if it's not him, it will be Jordan Ayo either over Elise or, or, or over Edward as well. So there's decisions he was making. But anyway, I'll move on to other teams because... I've said my piece on 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 Vieira, um, but like I'm in agreement about um about Leicester and um, Brendan Rodgers. I just think it's it's reached a point with him where it's, I don't really see what he's doing anymore. The players there are so good. This team should be doing so much better. Um, look, he's had some good seasons with them before. Maybe you could chalk this down to a bad season, and maybe next season with a couple of signings they get going again. But I don't know. I just don't see it with him. Um, I think when it when it comes to like most of these clubs, I think for example, Everton have made the right decision going and getting Sean Dyche. Um, I think that if anything, they should have done it earlier. You look at West Ham, and there's a question about David Moyes. Um, he's a proven manager who I think will just about keep them up, and did well with them last season, of course. But then, since he's had the money and the signings, I think this. When you ask David Moyes to do more, when he gets the signings, I think that's where he struggles. I think if you give him an average squad, he can overachieve. When you give him talented players like Paqueta, um, Skamaka, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know how to get the best out of them. Um, and that's funny. kind of been a thing over his career. Like he would do amazing with like Tim Cahill, Stephen Pienaar, who are good players but Andy not like Carroll. great players. And then he gets to United and he just doesn't know what to do. Um, no. but yeah. I, I agree. I think another poor firing was Leeds. Um, you know, I think especially this th- it's two things like identity and play style. Like when you start to build those, like Palace are exciting to watch. Leads are exciting to watch. Um, but you know, I guess they just didn't want to. One, one thing that sort of connects all of the teams we've discussed is the timing of certain things. So, like, I think the timing of the firing of Patrick Vieira is mm. atrocious. I think he should have had the rest of the season. Yeah, um, and then make a decision, right? Because now this next gauntlet of names for them would have been his his test, his final test. Um, so yeah, I think that was bad, poor timing. Like Garrett said, long term maybe he wasn't the right guy, but 
Short term, mm. I think he would have been okay. And now you look at West Ham and Leicester when I think it's too late to fire managers because those are like mm. pretty big clubs with very big players who like I don't think West Ham players have, you know, relegation clauses in their contracts. You know what I mean? Mm. Like Declan Rice, I don't he does he definitely doesn't have one. You know, so that's like detrimental in the long term too. Um mm. And keeping David Moyes for so long when, like, obviously it's just not been working this season. I don't know. I Maybe it's like the Chelsea fan in me. <laughs> Get them out while they're, while they're cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just want them at your club. Um, so let's talk about the the teams that, that fired their managers early in the, in the season. You know, uh, Wolves, Bournemouth, um, Everton. Yeah, I think I think that's about it. Um you know, what, what is the goal with that? Are they relying on new manager bounce or are they kind of saying in some cases, you know what, you can come, come in. I think we're going to get relegated, restructure the club your way. Let's do a year in the championship and come back. With Wolves, I think firing, um, what's his name? The Bruno Lodge. Bruno Lodge. Yes. I think that was a good decision. Um, and the timing of it, I think was really good because at the towards the end of last season, they went on like a eleven game winless run. There were some draws in there, but they were not playing good football at all. Mm. Um, and then that definitely carried into the season to this season. So I think that was good, and I really like Lopetegui. Um, I think he can really do a lot with that squad, and he I think they will stay up just because they have a lot of talent, and I think that manager is good. I've never heard of him before, but the results have been good. The performances have been good. Um, Everton, Franklin Lampard, listen, like Gareth was saying, my club legend, right? Love the guy, did a lot for my club, but the guy's not a manager. Like he, mm. his talent ID is incredible. And I think he should be like a recruiter or a scout somewhere. He'd be a good like director of football, I think. Yeah, I don't think he's like a, a manager or not yet. Maybe he hasn't like evolved in that yet. But mm. director of football could be, you know, a potential thing for him. Um, Sean Deitch. I think Sean Dyche and Everton make the most sense. Yeah. Like it's like Everton to me are a very like scrappy club, like get the job done. It doesn't have to be pretty. And Dyche ball is just that. Hmm. Yeah. I think Dyche and it, I was like, cause I wanted Everton to stay up. Like I said, it's one of those teams that you just like to be in the premier league. You like to play them every year. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like a big game when you go there, even though Arsenal struggled when we've gone there in recent years. Um, I still want them to stay up. And again, obviously, it, it came at the perfect time to beat Arsenal because in the first game, that's exactly what happened. Um, but if anything, I think they should have done it earlier. Um, it was so obvious that Lampard just wasn't the guy. And it was so obvious that you need to go and get Daesh before like a, a West Ham goes and gets him or before like a, a Leeds who are also uh, looking for a manager manager around that same time as well. Um, so yeah, definitely the right decision there. I, I agree with Lopetegui as well at, at Wolves. I think that's a good fit. Um, he seems to be really invested in the project as well. Um, so it's not like one of these things where he's just looking to, you know, just have a job. He seems really invested in it. Um so I think I think that's good. Like I say, I, I I just put them down as like a kind of a wild card. Just I think they might just go down, but part of me kind of wants them to stay up as well because um, they've got a really good squad, and if they can uh, keep some of those players, some of them will leave this season, but if they can keep some of them 
and go again, then I think I think they could do something special. But um, yeah, I think they sort of sacked their managers at the right time. Um, again, maybe Everton could have gone a bit earlier. Villa, I think, did the best. Obviously, we're not really going to talk about them in this, but if we're on this topic, Villa sacked the manager when it was just obvious he wasn't going to take them anywhere. They would have been in this relegation fight, but they went and got, in my opinion, the perfect guy, a guy who knows how to manage these mid-table clubs trying to push higher for European football and stuff. He's proven it so many years with teams like Sevilla, Villarreal, teams like that. Um, they've got ambitious owners, so it's the perfect fit because they can actually back his vision. And then in the cups, he can go and do things like that. And I think Villa are the kind of the pr- blueprint for just understanding what they need, going out and getting it immediately. And so far, it, it, it's paid dividends for for them because it's you know they they would be in this. We would mm-hmm. be talking about them properly in this uh, podcast if if not for doing that. So I think a team like Leicester, for example, probably should have taken notes. Is it too late for them? Is it like do Leicester and West Ham have to just stick with their managers and hope they keep them up at this point? I don't I know. So. I, it, yeah, probably. But then again, if the right guy's out there, then yeah, it's, it makes it's all always the, the right time. Yeah. So let's go club by club and give me two play one or two players that are key for these teams in order to stay up. Maybe they're not stepping up as much as you would like or you know, they just need to keep doing what they're doing in order to stay up. So let's start at the top with Palace. Uh, Melina, give me two. I think Olise needs to step up. And let me think. Because I think Zaha is like obvious answer, but I think Zaha puts in a shift mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. Um, And like, you can't say IU because <laughs> the dude's not good at football. It's not, he doesn't have the facilities for it. Um, I think... Uh, who's their goalkeeper? Guaita? Guaita. Yeah. Um, I think he's injured at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. They played a 21 year old in goal. Mm. Um, let's see. I think Elise definitely for sure. Yeah. I had Elise as as one of mine as well. I think he's so good. And if uh, Roy Hudson can uh, unleash the best out of him, then that will be massive for Palace. I think mm-hmm. for, for the other one I had, Odson Edward, I think they need to utilize him more. He's a very good player. Against Arsenal, he played really quite well. I thought it wasn't just, it's not just his danger in the box, but it it's his work on like the halfway line, bringing others into play. When I see Mateta try and do that, he just stumbles. It's embarrassing. He's stumbling over the ball. Yeah. Edward needs to start for them. It's really frustrated me with, with Vieira. Um, maybe there is a reason he's not, but I can't see it. I think he needs to start. And he, they struggle. They've got a great defense, um, good solid midfield, um, decent wingers. Um, they just need that guy up front who can get them goals. He's the only guy that's ever proven it. It was in the Scottish League, but look, you know, he's proven he's he's a finisher. So give him a proper chance. I'm going with Olise and Eze. I think Eze could actually play well under Roy Hodgson, kind of like through that middle uh, yeah. middle role. I think if he steps up, that could have a huge impact for them. All right, Molina, Wolves. Ruben Neves, the obvious answer. Yeah. Um, and then I think Daniel Potence needs to put in a leadership, you know, type of shift, not necessarily performance because he's a little bit older, but galvanize the guys. Like it's a younger team now galvanize them they've never been in a relegation scrap probably let them know like there is a light at the end of the tunnel but you have to really like motivate them okay yeah. gareth i had uh pedro neto down 
because he's just coming back off an injury. He's super talented and he's someone who can make a massive difference for them uh, coming into the end of the season. Uh, I think he's played like two or three games since he came back from injury. So, yeah, I think he can make a massive difference um, along with someone like a, a Daniel Podence, who I think, uh, who Molina obviously mentioned, who I think is uh, someone, if they can get the ball to them out wide, they've got a great midfield. And, you know, again, uh, 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 Raul Jimenez is back from injury as well now. Um, if they can get the ball into him in the box, again, he's proven he's a finisher. So I want to say Raul Jimenez. Oh, go for it, Molina. I was going to say um, Huang. I think yeah. he, this is a, this is a moment for him to really step up yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I th- I want to say Raul Jimenez, but he just hasn't been the same since that injury, so I can't. Which like yeah, hasn't enough. Yeah, and fair. Adam Troyore is barely a footballer at this point. He's just like an oiled up flirt <laughs> to me, like vibes, literally just vibes. Just vibes for him. Um, yeah, no, I'm gonna go with Ruben Nevis and Pedro Neto. I like what you said, Gareth, and what you got, and what you said, Molina. Leads. I'm 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 gonna go with. Tyler Adams, I think if he can produce a little bit going forward, he's such a great defender, such a great work rate, but if he can just produce a little bit going forward, he's already the captain. If he can step up a little bit more, it would be huge for them. And then up top, I'm going to say Patrick Bamford. I don't know if it was like lockdown Patrick Bamford or something, but he he was selling me dreams. Um, So that's my two for leads. I'm going to go full American and go Tyler <laughs> Adams and Weston McKinney just because for Weston I am so excited to see him in the Premier League I think this is the perfect league for him Tyler Adams I want him to grow into a leadership role and I think he has he's definitely a big voice in a locker room I've watched a lot of like his U.S. men's national team stuff because he's the captain for the USMNT as well um and seeing him grow into that role like at such a young age too like relegation is not a little thing to experience and I think that will help them both in the long run with club and country yeah Tyler Adams is it kind of feels like one of the leaders in that team and he's someone who can definitely not that I don't think he hasn't put in a shift but he's someone who can step up to another level I've also gone with uh Willie Nyonto as well he's really impressed me um I saw him make his Italy debut I can't remember who it was against but he came on and he just changed the game and at Leeds again in the bits I've seen from him it's been absolutely unreal um He's someone I think they they need to utilize more. I don't think he needs to step up because when he's I've seen him play, he's looked really good. But I think they need to utilize him more and you know really start trying to get I, the best out of him. I was saying um, the first couple times I saw him, I was like, this guy's not going to be at Leeds for a long time. Somebody's going to snap this kid up so quick. Yeah, yeah Juve want him, good. Inter want him. He's good. Um, Gareth, give me your two for Everton. Everton, I've gone Dominic Calvert Lewin. I think under Sean Dyche, he's someone who can really get back to his best. Um, I think, yeah, exactly. The style of play suits him. And obviously, Onana, I think, is their best player. And again, I think his his individual performances have been great. Um, but I think he's someone who can, like again, help those around him, um, especially in that dice ball system. Molina? DCL is a fake footballer to me. I, I don't agree. Think I've Thank ever you. seen him play football ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why people um, rate him so high. Because he's a beautiful, gorgeous man, which is fair, but you're not. He has a- the good game every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my two, Onana for sure. Everything goes through that guy. Um, and Idrissa Gay, I think him as well. But those two, that their midfield is actually like good. pretty nasty. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so I think those two really need to rise. Uh, they're, they're the two bright spots of the team. And 
yeah, I, I think them too. Okay, I'm gonna, Iwobi as well. I'm going to go with Yarmolenko. I know it's a bit of a shout, but mm-hmm. this guy gets in the box so often, and then he just fucking skies the shit out of the ball. If he can put one on net, I don't know how many goals he has, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's zero. His his conversion rate got to be like 0%. So I'm going to go Yarmolenko there, and then also Anana. Same reasons as y'all. Nottingham Forest, Molina, over to you. What's his name? Oh, my God. Morgan Gibbs White, for sure. Yeah. Absolute baller. Who's Yarmolenko? Then... Am I being an idiot? Oh, you're talking about the left back. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Mikalenko is what you mean. Oh, sorry. Mikalenko. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was like, Yarmolenko. I'm just, I swear he doesn't play for him. I was so baffled. I love how they just want to bump yeah. my head. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Morgan Gibbs White and Brendan Johnson. I get yeah. him and jo- Brendan Aronson mixed up. Mm. Um, but Brendan Johnson, again, is one of those players where I was like, or when they white i was actually like i don't know your game but now i'm like okay i like what i've seen now it's time for those two to rise in in that locker room gareth yeah i had the same two players as well brennan johnson i think is really really good um someone they can definitely get more out of and gibbs white uh he had a little rocky start to to his uh life at nottingham forest but he's really started to come good now and i think he's going to be a huge player for them in the run-in as well I got the same two. Uh, Brendan Johnson's good. Need a little bit more conversion from Morgan, Morgan Gibbs White. Lester, mm-hmm. I'm going Jamie Vardy. I know he's old as shit, but like <laughs> I haven't seen him score in so long and it breaks my heart. I just wish he'd step up a little bit, you know, lead the club out of relegation and then maybe retire. I think that's a great way to cap it off. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm going with, um, oh my God, um, Dewsbury Hall. He has like flashes where he's really good and then spells when he's really bad i don't understand him as a footballer but i think he has it in him to step up so i'm gonna go with those two uh melina my brain is blanking but i think sutar sutar plays for lester um (laughs) i think they just signed him in january i think or maybe i don't know no it's january yeah after the world cup yes um he again has shown brilliance flashes of brilliance now we need that a little bit more consistently and obviously the main man james madison i think he can do it he's basically running that club by himself at this point <laughs> yeah i agree gareth um i've got i've gone a little bit different uh, i've got ahinacho up top i think he's really really good and i think they again it's one where they need to utilize him more he can step up a little bit more as well in, in some games as well and the other one i've gone with is victor christensen new signing at left back yeah. was really good against Arsenal. He's improved their defense a lot, along with Suter as well. Um, but yeah, he's really impressed me, and I think he could be really crucial for them in the run-in. West Ham, Gareth? Um, I've gone with the two player, the two big signings, Pakata and Skamaka. I think those guys really need to step up. Um, Moyes needs to learn how to get the best out of them because those two can keep them up. Fair. Molina? Pakata and Declan Rice. Yeah, I got the same as Molina. Deckers with the Techers. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth. Personally, I think they're doomed. I don't think anybody <laughs> I, I think they're the worst of the lot. Uh, I don't Philip Billing. It's time for you. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's decent. Good. He's decent. That guy's a prem player. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Uh, it Sean Dyche needs to get Philip Billing and Onana in the same midfield. Oh my god. Imagine, Imagine that. He would go he unbeaten. Invincible. Uh, 38 Molina. draws. You're two. <laughs> I just said Phil Billing. Oh, that's right. There's there's no hope for, for <laughs> there's no one. Just one. Just one. I've, 
I've sure. gone for Hamad Traore, the new signing that I mentioned earlier from Sassuolo. Um, he can do something. I know he's a very good player. They just need to get the best out of him. And the other one I've gone with is Dango Utara, who's looked good since, again, uh, since he's been playing recently. Um, yeah, I think they need to utilize those guys. Uh, again, I don't really have much hope for them. I hope they go down. But if they're going to do anything, I think it would be those two doing a lot. I agree. I think for Southampton, it's got to be Theo Walcott. I know he's old, but he's got the experience. He can step up, lead them out of there. And Jim's Ward-Prowse, I mean, you got to offer something else aside from free kicks. I know the offense runs through you, and <laughs> some of the fault may fall on, you know, lack of conversion, but I think you still got to step up, Gary. I've gone with James Ward-Prowse as well. The reason your the reasons you mentioned, but also it's a very young team. They need a leader to step up and just lead the team ultimately. It's not that he doesn't do that, but it's just that it's going to be really important. And your other? Oh, I just went with James Ward-Prowse. Really. Oh, just, okay. Molina? Uh, Shay Adams and, and and James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, Shay Adams is a good shout. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We have a very exciting episode for you next time. It's going to be discussing Holland. Is he good for City? Is he bad? Catch us on Saturday. We'll see you guys then.